Welcome to the Make Music Income Podcast with Stephen Bedall of the Production Music Academy and me, Eric Copeland of Make Music Income. In this podcast, we'll talk about our experiences in music licensing as music artists with online channels, our publishing and royalty incomes, and our combined over 40 years experience as music producers for hire. So let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my friends. Good day. My name is Steve. I'm here with Eric Copeland of Make Music Income. Go check out makemusicincome.com. Make Make Music Income. Make Make It. And productionmusicacademy.com. In today's episode, number 25, we are going to discuss uh, working with music libraries, all things music libraries. And we're going to discuss our own unique experiences uh, working with both exclusive and non-exclusive libraries, uh, royalty-free libraries, TV and production and sync libraries. Uh, and we're gonna discuss like how the industry is sort of changing and evolving um, rapidly, uh, where we see regular income. Um, and I'm hoping that we can kind of discuss our triumphs and, and failures and dig into the, uh, some of the strategies that have worked for us um, over the years. So. Uh, without further ado, Eric, please tell the audience how your week has been, my friend. Hello, audience. Um, you know, I was thinking that what might be interesting is you, you you kind of were just joking about it, but maybe I think you've inspired a whole new channel, exactly. Making Make Music Income. And I could just do a behind the scenes of a, a new video, weekly video series about how to make music income, how I make a, a bloopers how, reel. <laughs> no, how I make a channel about making music income. I actually have a video coming out called "How I Monetize My Music Channel in Eight Months," but uh, that's, uh, that's finding so the time meta. to so edit. Well, it, not only that, but it, it's just you know you're experiencing the same thing. I think, and that is how do you have the time? So, like you, I have been trying to figure out time to do my my YouTube channel and do yeah. everything else making music income and yeah. all the kinds of things that we do. Composing itself, making time for that. And so uh, so in some ways I'm having trouble finding the time to make a video about making videos for my channel. <laughs> and so this video, which I think is gonna be interesting to a lot of people who want to make a YouTube channel about their music exploits or their music stuff, and uh, and so I, I want to talk about how I monetized it and how um, how the successes happen and they don't just happen just by making videos. That's a big part of it. You got to make videos all the time and you got to keep videos coming out. And I do a lot of lives and things like that. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. Actually, I should do. I I've always wanted to talk about doing YouTube and like the the journey there as well. So maybe I'll I'll do one as well at some point. So yeah, there, there's that going on, and and that's still a struggle with my job is trying to find time to run the YouTube channel. I know you know this struggle. Yeah. And uh, and it's it's not something I struggle to do because I like doing it. Mm -hmm. It's it's just time wise, I'm still trying to get everything in there. But a new development has popped up for my record label, which is all the clients that I work for and helping them do the different things that they do 
And uh, I've been talking with my school that I'm working with, which has a video department, a web design department, uh, all the departments of stuff that I do for clients, and also some minor music tasks, some mixing and things like that from time to time. Mm -hmm. And so now um, they are interested in me bringing my record label there and letting students do a lot of these jobs. So uh, I'm going to be uh, be doing a lot of these things with them. So hopefully that is a way that I can free up some of my morning time in order to continue to do compo- uh, composing and, and do my YouTube channel and do all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we'll see how that develops. That's just something that we're talking about right now, but that should be something that would really help uh, me continue to have time for the things that I really want to do, which is mainly compose and teach, you know, and yeah. uh, te- and, and the YouTube channel is inclu- included in teaching. I uh, have been putting some new stuff up to... Um, or working on new things for, I don't know what they're for, but a lot of times if, if I just don't imagine that it's for a, a library, for a, a, a sync library, then I will just put them up to Motion Array and Audio Jungle and Pond5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, had a rejection at Motion Array this week. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I would just say this song was lo-fi, but it was, in the lo- it was lo-fi-ish. It had lo-fi noise, it had grit, it had warp, it had vinyl, it had all sorts of stuff going on in it. And as per usual, when I send stuff that's funky or, uh, you know, not necessarily high energy, but stuff that is not my usual, I don't get accepted at Motion Array. Um, They like my, I, I don't know if it's that the song wasn't right or they expect different things from different composers. Yeah, well, they can't. It's a question. They can't. I keep. I mean, they got so many people sending them music. It's like I don't know if they're keeping tabs on, you know, everybody's strengths and weaknesses, or like uh, maybe like, I don't know if they have a file on you being like, oh, Eric has sent us something other than what he usually sends us. I mean, I, I don't know, but uh, I have. It just m- seems like that apparently because I, yeah. I can look at the music I have up there, and and ninety eight percent of it falls into a kind of. I'm not going to say easy listening, but certainly not a a rock category or um, a, a kind of a hip hop category or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. but that being said, um, I have seen, and this 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 is a little hint for those of you who are watching who are trying to get on Motion Array. The the people I have personally seen getting on Motion Array, and these are people I have personally counseled that are getting on Motion Array, that were on Pond Five, and now they're trying to get on Motion Array. They have been on Motion Array because of they're doing more on the classical side of things. Mm-hmm. Dan Barracuda, who does more uh, acoustic guitar stuff, pretty easy for him to get on and do well on Motion Array. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe O'Rourke, who is another guy who's part of the Discord, and, and I do some counseling with, he does a lot of classical piano, and he got on Motion Array without much trouble and, is, and has done pretty good there i, think I don't I saw, know if he's I think making I much money tracks on like the top page of maybe it was a, a staff pick or something i'm pretty sure i saw one of his tracks might have been yeah. because joe um he, he came to me like he was interested in the steve Stephen malin uh gaming music stuff and he was in, in very involved in that but mm-hmm. he was saying 
you know, he wanted to do some piano things. And I said, well, why don't you do more like classical things? You like, you play classically. Why don't you play some right. classical music? He goes, you mean you could do public domain stuff up there? I'm like, heck yeah. And yeah, so yeah. now he's just dumping the classical public domain stuff up there and yeah. doing very, very well. Yeah, that's pretty. So the people that I have seen get onto Motion Array easily have been people who do a more laid back style or do a more, a less overproduced style, let's say. And maybe that might be part of what I find uh, personally uh, uh, sometimes with my stuff is that uh, the more I produce, the less it gets uh, accepted to Motion Array. And the, le- the, the well, that's not really true because I have a lot of like really overproduced, well-produced Nashville stuff that's accepted. Mm-hmm. But um, it might just be that they they get too much of a style sometimes. And because we have lots of friends on our Discord who are trying to get into Motion Array. And since we're talking about music libraries and working with them, I'm trying this to help several members of the Academy get in as well. I'm trying to help them with their submissions. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and it's tough, man. It's like, it's uh, it's sort of a mystery, you know, um, what's going on behind the scenes there. It's very difficult to assess like what it is that they like and don't like because they don't give you personal feedback on, on yeah. your submissions. So. Um, so have, there's I that. Listened, I haven't listened to your lo-fi track, but I will. I meant to listen to that last night. I saw Again, that. I'm not even sure if I call it lo-fi. <laughs> yeah. And so it's 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 um it's it, it's born a new idea for a new music Tuesday, which we'll be having this Tuesday on the channel called What Is Lo-Fi. We did What Is Corporate Music a few weeks ago, and so we're going to do What Is Lo-Fi. I'll try to join and in for talk that. about that. I would love for you to join in <laughs> and at maybe send a song. Um, sure. And uh, I'll play mine. I'll play yours, and we'll have discussion about that. Okay. <laughs> and my my tagline is it is New Music Tuesday. What is lo-fi? Because obviously I don't know. <laughs> and uh, so uh, we're working on that. I did. I am developing a few of the tracks. I got a rock track, and then I have a track that happened the old-fashioned way. You know, as a keyboard player, uh, synth player, I have been auditioning synth sounds since the the 80s you know you get a new keyboard the first thing you do is you go through every patch mm-hmm. and you see what it has yeah well that's become impossible things like omnisphere and complete and everything but regardless the other day i decided to just i just got a hunger for some new sounds and i went onto my native access and i downloaded some new things you know uh-huh. for complete because yeah. you can't download everything i, I can't i, I haven't i don't have the time and there's new stuff coming out all the time so yeah i downloaded some new things and i just started I just spent a little time on Sunday morning messing around, listening to sounds. And I came upon a battery. Um, battery is one of their drum uh, or one of their programs. I guess it's mainly drums, right? Yeah. Um, well, and one shots and stuff, yeah. Percussion uh, software that comes with Complete. And I found this kit, and it just inspired a whole song. Mm. And that almost never happens. Usually we're 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 just going okay i'm gonna make a song i'm gonna do piano like i usually do i'm gonna do drums like i usually do bass like i usually do and you know you you just kind of you kind of do it by formula Mm -hmm. but this was totally just a just a bunch of sounds that came with this percussion kit and i was like oh that's cool and uh it inspired a whole new tune so it's kind of neat to have that uh that experience of of cranking out a song the old-fashioned way like I used to. That's what used to be the only way I did things. I would I would mess around till I found a cool sound, and then I would make a song out of it. Yeah. And uh, so um, I also just finished a live today called um, The Rush of Music Income, where I talked about the strange 
dopamine rush we get when we get a, we see a the polar goofy bear. email about a polar bear <laughs> and we make $3 and we're so excited, yet you know we, we work on these bigger projects and make thousands of dollars and those are like work. And then these little goofy emails we get, we're excited for 70 cents, you know? So uh, talked about that and talked about BMI. And by the way, I got my BMI information today and it was typically uh, pedestrian, uh, you know? So it, it, it could buy a nice dinner for me and my wife over at Taco Bell, but I don't think it's gonna do much more than that. <laughs> Well, um, mainly just because, not yet. Uh, I, I'm expecting that to grow with sync. So we'll talk about that later. Yeah, sweet. Um, let's see. I think that's, I'm still working on my country album. And I think other than that, uh, just trying to continue, just like we talked about last week, to analyze my music incomes, to see what is and what is not a good use of my time. And I think I've found a couple things, more things that I'm going to have to cut out of my weeks that are just taking up an hour here, an hour there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, like I said, maybe offset and offload my my label stuff onto interns and things like that, and and That's uh, really continue to turn this morning time into a composing and uh, and or channel time. And That's it, you know. And and then chill the rest of the time. So. Yeah, get some chilling. And you need about some you? chill What's time. up this week? Well, I mean, I had a pretty uh, interesting and productive week. I didn't do a lot of um, writing which is sort of sad, but that's okay. I kind of know that I, um, I'm going to have to wait a little bit on that because I have a lot of catching up to do with other things. But yeah, still on a YouTube sabbatical. Um, it's been trying to catch up on other stuff. Um, and it's all good. I, uh, I just relaunched the intro to music licensing course in the academy. Um, that was a huge project. I'm so glad to have that uh, behind me. Um, I'm also very far along with my next course for June, which is... Uh, the film scoring course and um i had to man i had to print stems for all and fill out a ton of metadata for uh all of these tracks that artlist um, originals is, is getting uh buying from me so um that was uh that just takes time man um and uh yeah i'm not sure when that's going to be released but i'm really excited for when it does come out um and uh, I made three cents on uh, with content ID, which I, oh, was I forgot, yeah. very, very excited about. Um, you made what, seven, seven bucks? Uh, well, <laughs> close to seven bucks, yeah. yeah. Dude, that's, that's, a, that's a McDonald's but, deal. But here's the cool thing. Um, you can see the videos that they're on. Right, and yeah, 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 that's right. I think you right. can go look them up. And I had one that was close to 5,000 views. That's cool. So that's where the six bucks came from, mainly. Actually, it was more like 10 bucks, but you know, we only get 30% of it. So, um, but at least we, I got to see how it works. I got to see what a pay period looks like. And remember, we joined mid-February, and that was for February, mm-hmm. that payment. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would, ex- and if you, it, also if you remember, February was in general a terrible month for everyone in uh, across the board in in stock music. So March is going to be a more interesting. So this time next month, it'll be a little bit more interesting to see the numbers from March. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I was I didn't have huge expectations with uh, with Content ID. I was kind of hoping that it would be a little bit more than three cents. I mean, uh, just considering the amount. Uh, that my music is being downloaded, but you know maybe it's just that the the people who are using the music are are uh, taking care of the claims, and and that's uh, totally understandable, of course. Yeah, this um, one that I made the money on was overseas. It was like oh, yeah. some Asian 
Asian country or something. Huh. So obviously they didn't care to monetize it. So, Do they have YouTube in China? I guess they don't, eh? Probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was China or where. It was so, Asian somewhere. I yeah. don't really know if it could have been Japan. I, I just haven't I, I haven't had time to really examine it that much. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, um, other than and that. And as I, as I said in my video, this is not the time to, to examine content ID. I think the time for us to do our video about content ID is when we're close to getting paid for the first time. If we if we make $100 by July. <laughs> if. Because <laughs> that's how much we'll need if. to make before we're paid. Yeah, no, it's not something that we, we should really spend any time talking about. Because it's, it's really yeah. just like, you know, you know put... You, Throw it in there and let it grow. You know, it's planting a seed, I guess. So hopefully okay. we can uh, talk about it a bit more some other time when we're making real money. But uh, anyway, I thought I'd just let you know, <laughs> let the audience know that I did finally get a statement. Um, I also had a, a pretty interesting chat with uh, a music producer from uh, Israel. His name is Peter. Uh, he recently joined the Discord and he mentioned that he was a contributor on Artlist. Um, and we had a bit of a back and forth yeah. on Instagram, which was really, really, really interesting. And he mentioned to me that um, I should be regularly checking my Artlist catalog on TuneSat. So um, he mentioned to me that he found literally thousands of placements on TuneSat with this Artlist catalog. And I was like, really? Wow. Now, I had uploaded my Artlist catalog to TuneSat some time ago. And... Uh, I hadn't checked back in, just kind of slipped my mind. Um, and uh, Peter mentioned to me that, you know, he'd been, he'd had to sign up with like multiple different PROs, like he was with BMI and, and PRS collecting in the, uh, in Europe and stuff like that. And he had to export, you know, his, his placements from TuneSat in order to, to like rightfully collect on some of these placements that he was getting through networks. And uh, it's made a huge difference to his income. Um, which I think is really, really fascinating considering, you know, that Artlist is not like a TV and sync production library, uh, but a lot of these placements are coming up in, in, in network broadcasts. So I yeah. went back into my own TuneSat because uh, it'd been a while since I checked in on it and I found all these placements as well wow. uh, on uh, through like on French television. And I was yeah. like, oh, wow. Okay. This is interesting. Um, and uh yeah, it's it's a just a, it's a strange development. Um, now, have I, you registered these songs with SoCan? Yes, I have, but I don't know. This, and see, what I'm trying to figure out is like I'm not actually so sure that I'm not sure on, about SoCan's ability to collect on these European placements. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't know whether these these cue sheets are being properly filed. Um, and I'm going to have to check in with SoCan well, and, and see what the, oh. the right move is because I mean, Peter had mentioned that he's with SongTrust, which collects worldwide, mm-hmm. um, and that's something I might look into. But I think that, yeah, every PRO is limited to some extent by how much royalties they can collect worldwide. So it's something I have to look into further. But um, more so, I was just really stunned to find that uh, my Artless catalog is showing up on, um, on networks. On like television networks, um, it would seem it's also time for you to to sign up with BMI. Probably, yeah, yeah, probably. Well, that's interesting. Um, yeah, my tune set continues to be quiet, and uh, I, but again, not as much. I still have many albums to come out on my libraries, which we'll talk about here soon. Um, but yeah. that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, it's something. I mean, I don't know what it'll it'll work out to uh, in terms of money. Um, probably not that much, but it's something, you know. It's and I don't have that much music out there. I realized I think it's like I need to get back to like cranking out tunes here quickly. <laughs> well, once you get this artless deal done, then you'll just think of another album to do for them as well, right? That's right. The originals and all that. So yeah, uh, once you have that library. Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Once you have those libraries, what do you do with them? How do you yeah. talk with them? How do you supply them with stuff? And uh, that's a, another reason why I need to offload my mornings because I have libraries to send to and I need to be sending to them. You know? Yes. And I think that if there's anything that I've kind of noticed about um, about other folks that are like successfully working with libraries is that they often like develop close relationships with these libraries and and they they want you to send them music regularly um so I, I know that jesse's mentioned this before you know like if you kind of mm -hmm. get in even with like the tv and sync uh production libraries um and they like your material um they may want to like send you briefs and they may expect that you're sending them stuff like quite regularly mm -hmm. and if yeah. you're not then it might be, you know, they kind of might push you to to the to the sidelines kind of thing. So I think that it seems like, you know, and and Dave Crop also mentions this as well. I mean, I think he works very closely with maybe one or two libraries where that he sends music to regularly, um, and he he's developed like a personal relationship and a rapport with the team there. I mean, because these are really small teams, remember, um, and I think that it's it's fair to say that like a lot of the people that are sort of successful um, in, in the library game are working with a very, like either just a small handful of libraries at the most, like one or two. Um, and, and they're sending them lots of music regularly. Would you say that's kind of a fair assessment? Yes. And I should mention before I forget, Dave and I had lunch the other day. Oh, you did? Nice. Yeah. Uh, we got together for Mexican. We have no proof because both of us forgot to take a selfie, uh -oh. but um, we did eat uh, Mexican uh, over there where he teach near where he teaches nice. at full sale and close to where I teach. So, um, yeah, I find that all the libraries work differently. Um, I, first of all, I, I work with scorekeepers.com, which anybody can go to and, and see if you feel like that's a library for you, I would suggest that. Mm -hmm. They're somewhat of a public library. They're not necessarily a, a library that hides, you know, and, and that kind of stuff. But not everybody can get in either. And, and some people don't want to get in because of the library. And I'm not even sure what they bought me. But I can upload as much as I want there and get stuff accepted. Uh, and one song at a time. I don't have to do albums. I can do one song or three songs. Usually I'll do two or three songs at a time, just throw them up there mm -hmm. and see if they accept them. And then if they do, I have to do certain kinds of mixes for them and things like that. Not necessarily stems, but certain kinds of, they, they have four or five different kind of mixes they want. Okay. Um, so I can do that uh, and I need to do that more. I need, there's more I need to upload to them and see if they'll take. A lot of times I'll take things that I made for, I made and put in stock libraries and then, and then I'll pitch those just to see if if they would want them and because uh, they only do limited work in stock. And so uh, I, I, I go back and forth on how much I want to do that. How much do I want to put stuff up to stock libraries and how much do I want to put, put up to sync? And there's, 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 there's both sides kind of of the coin on, on sync. 
you might wait forever for something to get used on stock. Yeah. Uh, you also might wait forever to get use something used on, on but uh, you'll probably get a bigger payday when it's used a one time on a sync type of thing versus what you would get for it to be used or not. I mean, you've had songs that have done very well on Motion Array and made you four figures. So um, it's just it really depends on the kind of music you make and, and what their what their needs and what clients needs are. I have a second library that only accepted a bunch of he once I made the, you know a, an email to him and sent him my different stuff. He really liked my country stuff, mm-hmm. and he said, "Can you can you send me a bunch of country? Because I need a new country album." And so I did. I made a whole country album of stuff for, that I had produced through the years, and I sent it to him and got into his library. He is one who will send me briefs. He will send me uh, about once a month. He'll say, "Hey, I got a, a thing in Europe. It's worth seventeen hundred bucks. Can you?" Uh, can you give me something for it? And I've done that four or five times for him mm-hmm. and come up with something uh, rather quickly uh, that that he could use. Um, and then I have my third library, which is more of a, a library that's tied to, to BMG and Universal. And I have usually have at least a handful of projects in the works all the time right now. I have this country album in the, in the works because they wanted a country album. And then I have... Uh, three other albums at least that are waiting to be put up and i noticed lately that they are putting more out um they're they're getting more albums out so i i should have a couple more albums being put out on that library here soon and that's the key to get lots of uh of of songs up on these libraries and uh i still and i think maybe i have room for a fourth library you know another library that maybe is a little bit more of a personal connection um, like my uh, the guy that I work with who accepts all my country stuff and sends me um, that. I like getting um, briefs, especially to someone who I know is listening rather than briefs that I make that maybe no one will ever hear or right. I will just get a review on the brief. I, I think I, I am getting done with needing to be reviewed, um, including stock. Uh, you know, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's getting close to that time where I'm done. I'm only wanting, and you may be seeing this too, now that you have this relationship with these, this team that accepts your music, working specifically for people who want your music rather than playing games with, with companies that may or may, may or may not reject you. And if they do, you may not, it may or may not go anywhere or it may make you pennies versus really working on things that you know pay off in a bigger way yeah. or that will pay off in a bigger way and i think that's i think that's where we all hope to get uh in in some ways yeah so, we should talk about rejections too because it's like i i, I noticed there was a discussion on uh, in the discord about like you know some of the tracks that had been uh, rejected for some people on on motion ray and they had done really they were like a bestseller on a different library and Look at the end. At the end of the day, on the other side of these uh, submissions, is are there human beings listening to your tracks? And uh, you're not going to please everybody. Um, and th- I think that the key is to just find uh, a team that really appreciates your music and is going to uphold it and, and do things for you and 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 push it and like and be your champion. Uh, you know, be your fans. Um, and 
you know, the, even the, the team, the original team at Artlist, I, I don't know how many of them there are, but I'm assuming it's it's not a huge team. Um, and this this is a group of people that just happens to like my music, and I've kind of developed a relationship with them. And they're like, great, yeah, you know, you can send us music anytime. It's all good. Um, so you get on a roll, right? Um, but you have to be careful not to let yourself get too down about the rejections because, I mean, the music that I sent Artlist um, is the same music I initially sent uh, Music Vine, and they were like, no, no thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was tempting to, you know, let myself, like, you know, or, you know, it was, you get that sort of like, ah, maybe I'm not doing it right, you know, or maybe this isn't the, the right move, or I'm like, I'm missing something here. But at the end of the day, it's really, you know, it's like your music will work for some people, um, uh, and, and it won't for others. Uh, and it takes time to find the library that's going to work for you, you know, uh, that who's going to champion your music. So, um, you know, didn't happen overnight with, with Artlist. It was, it was a long, uh, long road towards actually kind of developing a, yeah. Cause you sat there all year and had no idea what you were making or what was going on with it all last year. And then all of a sudden you get to the payday and you're like, Whoa, okay. So this well, is going to be a thing. I, yeah, I could see my downloads. I didn't know how much the downloads were worth because I had yeah. never received a payment. But um, yeah, I could see that they were being downloaded, but I didn't know what that meant relative to other people right. on the platform. Because right. like, I was like, I don't know if it's a little or it's a lot. Um, yeah. But what it, does that mean monetarily? Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. And I, and I don't know whether it would be like those stats are good, like look good. For me, from on from the t- from their perspective, uh, or or not, right? Like you know, yeah. um, so in any case, it's just it's just nice to have like a relationship, a close relationship with the library where they where they appreciate what I'm sending them, and mm-hmm. you get on a roll in that, and that kind of motivates me to to write more for Absolutely. them and work and work hard for them because they're working hard for me. So um, that's what you want to find ideally in a library and i think that uh you know considering that i i sort of have this setup where i'm able to make um a, you know a decent little chunk of change from motion array right now i'm doing actually uh, having another good month on motion array which i'm really Great. stoked about um and then have you know having art list uh kind of request you know give me sending me briefs essentially mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. And, and commissions for work uh it's hard for me to uh I got to tread carefully. I, I can't really go and um, work with a bunch of other libraries because uh, at the end of the day, I have to a lot time for you but know, again, my academy. You, you don't like need to. It, it's kind of like mm-hmm. how much is enough? I right. mean, how much more do you need other than what you're getting paid by these by these things? You have to eventually yeah. say, I'm not going to be greedy and just continue to say I need more and more and more and more. Um, I only made you know, 2000 from this thing. I want to make 5000 from this thing. And I only want to, I'm going to make 10,000 from this thing. Well, you can only write so much music. It's only, and you can only write so much music and only so much you do have time to produce and then live the rest of your life, you know? (laughs) And so, but I think, uh, Hey, it's great if you can get into that problem where you've got uh, too much money that you to make, but at the same time that can put a big pressure on the music and make the music not fun and then take away the joy of other things that you do enjoy doing as well. Like, uh, like the YouTube and you have your Academy and you have all these things that you are also doing and, you, and, and soon you're going to have your live stuff back again. And, right. and then you have your relationship with your fiance and things like that to, to <laughs> That's keep in point. shape, it's important too. you know? So, yeah, so I, yeah. I mean, I've heard like I, I think that it's uh, from the from what I've heard from people who are working with TV and production libraries, 
it's also been that kind of like slow game where they've like sent some music. They're like, yeah, we like this, you know, and then then maybe they start getting some briefs. And these uh, the people that have had success with these libraries have been very proactive about about like, you know, responding to the briefs quickly and uh, and sending the music regularly. And then the team on the other side is, is like this guy's going to work. This guy knows he's he works fast, sends us a lot of yep. good material. Let's yep. push this guy's music out there. Let's let's be his, you know, uh, his, his super fan, I guess. And and like, let's get him placements because he's the dude who's going to, or dudette, that's going to send us like, uh, you know, stuff uh, and, yep. and, and, and work for us. So it's like one of those things. And I think that um, everyone, like, you know, Jesse and I've heard Jesse and Dave both kind of, allude to that you know they have close relationships with the, with the teams yeah and jesse talks a lot about that as well about um about the fact that you are really um it's a it's a long game it is of two to five game. years yeah. to get that income kind of rolling in and i'm giving it a long leash you know i'm going to cre- keep creating these mm-hmm. albums for these companies and especially my main one who has taken five or six of my albums. And so I'm just going to continue to create those and let those pile up. And, yeah. uh, and I've got time and I've got uh, income right now to let that become a thing. Right now it's, it's, a, a th- it's working as far as getting it into the libraries. Mm-hmm. It's not working as far as bringing money into my bank account. So, uh, or my BMI, you know, obviously. But... Uh, it should, you know, eventually, yeah. and um, and so I, I just don't have any 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 really calm uh, qualms about it right now. I, I'm I'm well, very set happy up. doing that. You're set up, and and, and you enjoy and you're enjoying the process of writing, and uh, yeah. and you have income to to tide you over until you start seeing royalties. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are are in the same boat. You know, it's like try not you're not you're not thinking about it in terms of like i need to make money you're thinking about it like as in you know the, this having fun and expressing yourself and 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 talking about it and on your youtube and stuff like and that's that's great that's all you need i know where i think i'm kind of headed with the next five ten years with libraries where do you think you are headed and then i'll let you know where i'm i'm headed i mean i think you you're on a path right now with artlist and and motion array maybe and do you think that is your current and future for now or what? Well, I, I think there's a lot of work left to do with, with both Artlist and, and Motion Array. And I, and I definitely want to cultivate um, that relationship for, for years to come. Uh, but I also want that same relationship that I have with Artlist. I, I want to have that same relationship with a, uh, a, a production library that's going to get me into lots of TV shows and it's going to TV film TV ads. film um, and, and it, it really depends it, it, it depends on what I have the time for because ultimately another aim of mine is getting you know scoring custom scoring projects and if those right. if those pick up then those really take priority I just kind of have to like shut down everything else for a while um, so it's contingent on, on that kind of work uh, but Certainly, I would love to have more um, PRO income uh, coming in regularly, and I'm uh, like you. I'm happy to wait for years for that to develop uh, to a significant amount, and um, 
yeah, you know, I think that there is time and space for me to develop a relationship with another library. Um, with Motion Array, it's 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 really not that time consuming. I only send them about one or two tracks uh, a month. A lot of that material also gets sent to Artlist because they're both mm-hmm. non-exclusive that way, and they, they, they're both affiliated with each other in some sense. So, um, yeah, I think that there's room for for me to develop a you know a strong relationship with maybe like one or two TV production libraries, and uh, I think that's just going to take time. But that's where I'm hoping to go with it, um, mm-hmm. and that would put me in a really good spot if I was working with like say Artlist. Uh, and and one other, um, you know, more exclusive library that would be cool. Yeah. What about you? I th- I think I'm about in the same boat. I think one or two more um, exclusive libraries that I had, maybe one more smaller one like a boutique library, like I'm already in with this one guy, and then something bigger. I mean, er- really, all these companies are boutique. They have one or to three people working uh, in them because they have to stay small and keep their expenses small and, yeah, and work totally. out of their homes to do all this stuff, just like we do or recording uh, engineers do in Nashville or anywhere now. They all work out of their homes to keep expenses down. But uh, find a another large outlet um, uh, library, sync mm-hmm. library, that is – uh, is hitting different shows, his, hitting different libraries. It's maybe not related to BMG or Universal or something, but they're hitting a different thing. I, I had the wild hair early this year and late last year to maybe get into the game where I am building up a list of of music supervisors and different people inside the industry that um, when I came out with a new song or a new album or a new album idea, I, I sent that to the list to to see if there was interest. Mm-hmm. Jesse put out a great video last night about which should you choose. Should you choose direct um, direct pitching to music supervisors and, and, and agents, sync agents and things, or should you choose library? And of course he he said from the beginning, because I'm gonna be very biased, biased on this because I always choose library. Uh, but he gave the pros and cons of both. And if you haven't seen that video, you should go watch it on Jesse's channel because it's, it's really well, thought out and very fair um, kind of video about how to do that. Cool. I just don't think I have the time. Like he says, the biggest part of being going direct to music supervisors is the schmoozing, is the networking, is right. the building the contacts and right. going to the events and all that kind of stuff. And I just don't have the time or really inclination to go do that. I've done that my whole career and I did that to start my last career. I don't feel like doing it to start this one. And yeah. I'm, I'm getting to a point in my life where I don't have to do that for income. And so uh, over the next 10 years, income's gonna come in uh, almost automatically to some extent for me. So I, I'm not going to have to, uh, to, 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 go do, to go build a new income like that. That's for, if you're in your 30s and you are getting heard and seen and you think, you have stuff for for that that maybe that's what you want to do maybe you want to start going to these music supervisor events and these uh, these uh, sync music events and and just shaking hands and meeting people and getting their emails and building a giant email list to to directly pitch your stuff yes but i think i'm looking for a few more libraries i'm looking for a few more libraries that like the produced style that i do and uh and i think stock will be what it is probably right now and and maybe less I'll I'll just do um like you are like my goal was this year just to try to do one I told Dave the other day it's like 
I'm doing uh, 52 cues, one, one, a, one a week mm-hmm. uh, is the average I want to put out to stock. And stock music is, there's no reason to take anything down. The, the funniest thing that people say to me with libraries, stock libraries especially, is like, I'm just thinking about taking my whole library down because it's not making me enough money. Yeah, Why? Just well, leave it up there. I mean, unless you want to pitch it to uh, to like more exclusive libraries or something like that. Yeah, like, I don't know. If your stuff got into Pond 5 <laughs> and that's the only place it got into, it's likely not going to get into stock libraries. I mean, uh, sy- exclusive sync libraries. It's usually for stock. There is a definite, and I've done videos on this before, that the type of music that is good for sync licensing and the type of music that is good for stock music and they're they're different animals and so i mean it's not that you can't get high-end stuff that you made for sync into stock libraries you can but that's not usually what stock people are looking for they're looking for a certain kind of sound to put behind their talking head videos or whatever so um i just think that they're different animals and and i i'm not sure i have the interest to make true corporate music, true music for talking head videos. I, I tend to make more artistic music and uh, music that is standalone rather than usable by stock clients. Mm-hmm. And uh, versus the stuff that I do on the sync side is specifically for TV shows and for uh, for film score or use in scenes and use in ads and things like that. We're, we're working on an album right now that's all ad type music. It's yeah. like about food and it's about cars and it's about stuff like that, you know? So I, I think I have a, a, a more interest in that side of, of developing things rather than developing more things for st- the stock library market. But I, I won't take the stuff that I have in the stock library out Unless I get them signed somewhere else, I'll just leave them in there. And if they make me a couple hundred bucks a month, then fine, um, or or more or less, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're making really like intricate, beautiful, uh, you know, artistic music, then I I don't know if like the stock music marketplace is the right place for the, the these tracks to land. I mean, you're probably not doing it justice. You know, I I think that's the whole idea with like stock music. Is that it is sort of like loop based and 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 very right. simple. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that does well on Pond Five. Very, um, you yeah. know, very minimalist and, and, and Motion Array. Uh, I mean, Motion all Ray of too. them. Yeah, I mean, but Motion. I mean, Motion Array, uh, you know, has all sorts of different stuff on there, um, and they tend to, you know, give staff picks out to the to the to the stuff that's like very very well produced and sort of more artistic and more intricate. I think they that's do. like how they want to kind of brand themselves. Uh, and set yep. themselves apart from other stock, stock libraries. But that's not to say that there's not a lot of stock music that's kind of like very kind of, you know, stocky-ish um, mm-hmm. that does well on that library, um, especially some of their older catalog, you know, from years ago. Uh, when back when they, before they started insisting that people start uh, naming their tracks like uh, art, art, like creatively, rather than uh, descriptively, because you'll notice that some of their back catalog has, is like descriptive naming, like uh, like Audio Jungle uh, back in the day. So they've changed a lot, you know? But, um, and I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, if I if I had some really artistic music like Pond5 and, and, and Motion Ray is probably not the place I would want to put, I'd want to pitch it. I want to pitch it to uh, more exclusive libraries so I can get better placements for it. 
I will say this, even if I think that it's artistic and it's not necessarily great stock music and I don't have any place else to put it, I'm gonna throw it up on stock stuff. Just because Pond5 is too easy a, a, a place to put it. And now that they don't do uh, at least noticeable thumb, um, uh, watermarking, mm -hmm. you can use that as almost a SoundCloud. Um, you know, right. instead of SoundCloud, and it's a place where people can still download it if they want to use it, and get, you get paid a few bucks. So, mm -hmm. um, Pond Five might be um, a, a new SoundCloud in some ways. Uh, we, that's this is maybe a video fodder, uh, but well, um, well, the, there'll be no ads at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and uh, at least for now. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> So I, I think my future is headed t more towards stock, but I've said that, I mean, more towards sync licensing, but I've said that since the beginning, since I started making videos, and the very first video mm -hmm. uh, was, I've said that, and um, everybody knows that about me and my channel. I just find it, the stock thing, a very interesting hobby uh, experience sometimes, you know, I just, I love, I love the drama and the, and the craziness of it. It's almost like the crazy uncle that you just <laughs> love hanging around because you never know what they're going to do. It may pay off. It may not pay off to hang out with them, but it's always <laughs> going to be interesting, you know, and yeah. everybody loves the crazy uncle. You know. <laughs> it's a roller coaster, so, that's for sure. Yeah. And it's fun to talk about sometimes, you know, and, and inform people about because I do th still think that stock music, especially someplace like Pond Five, is a great starting spot. We've talked about this many times for people who are just starting music for the first time. Well, just, just getting just getting the process, you know, like the mm -hmm. the, the tagging and the uh, and the, the alternate edits and stuff, like you know, just to get you into the zone of like what it is yep. to to you know to to get your music ready for the marketplace just yep. that it's it's you know and you don't have to watermark it either which is cool it's easy um great so first step it's a, it is a nice first step if you're totally green to the whole mm -hmm. licensing uh world so <laughs> was that a small earthquake <laughs> just to knock my phone <laughs> off my desk here. <laughs> well i think that's probably about all i have to say on the subject um any other last any last remarks no i think uh we've We've said it all, I hope. Okay. Well, folks, just continue to uh, work your journey. And, and that journey may start with stock licensing libraries. It may start with sync libraries and may neither may include neither of the other one. In other words, you may decide only to work in the stock world or only to work in the sync world and neither is wrong. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the key is to continue to find libraries that work for you, that you have relationship with, as Steve said, and that you make uh, eat either inroads with and getting your music in there or you literally make money and if you're making money with them and they like your stuff and you have a good relationship well that's kind of the trifecta i think yeah so yeah i think it's absolutely. it's uh, yeah it's all about building relationships whether it's yep. with libraries or uh you know other clients that are going to pay you for your music it's it's all about that so think about for that sure. yep all right man cool. well Good chat. Off to uh, do other things musically. So Yes, sir. All right. Indeed. We'll see everybody next week. Thanks so much for joining us. And we'll see you next week for How We Make Music Income Now. Mm -hmm. The updates. See you next so week. Join us then. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. -bye. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Just a reminder to check out makemusicincome.com and productionmusicacademy.com. And you can find us both on YouTube as well. We both post regular content there. You can find me at Stevie B Production Music Academy and Eric's channel is called Make Music Income. We'd love to see you there. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe to our content. Also, feel free to join us in the Make Music Income Discord server. Lots of great conversation going on in there, and you can share your work and connect with other like-minded folks. It's a great community. So thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.